In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional Homegirl. Welcome to this week's episode of the PhD Podcast. It's your girl, Ebene. And today's episode is a rewind of episode two, I Donated My Kidney to My Boyfriend. So I'm always about being transparent with my professional homegirls out there. The reason why I picked this episode and the reason why I love this episode so much because for the past couple of months, I have been having my own challenges with keep putting myself first. And I use the podcast as a source of inspiration and one of the stories that I've been listening to over and over again is actually this story, episode two. And, you know, it really just lifted my spirits up. It really reminded me that no matter what, you always have to remember that you that bitch at all times. And I think that also my guest story and how she realized that the greatest love she can give is the love she gave herself. So if you have any questions or comments, please email me at hello at the phgpodcast.com. Y'all, the website is coming soon. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at the Professional Home Girl, at the PhD Podcast, and last but not least, at Ebony Beauty. Also, guys, I have a Twitter. Please make sure to follow me or tweet me on Twitter at the PhD underscore. 
And email me if y'all have any questions, concerns. Also, I'm going to have a hotline. It's going to be really cute, but more details on that later. Um, So please, I hope this episode inspires you guys. And like I'm telling myself, I hope this episode reminds you to always put yourself first because ain't nobody going to hold you down like the way you hold yourself down. All right, guys. Later. Hey, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the PSG Podcast. Um, It's your girl, Ebony, and I am so excited about this week's guest. As you know, all of my guests are anonymous, so I don't have the pleasure of introducing my guests today. So we're going to jump right into it. So I think this topic is something that we all can relate to. I remember my first love and how he literally like snatched my heart out like a vampire <laughs> and like bit into it as I just slowly but surely died watching him eat my heart because <laughs> the nigga drove me fucking crazy. <laughs> and I feel like this topic is something or what my guest is going to talk about. I feel like this is something that, you know, a lot of people are going through, but they're not talking about it because it's something that people just don't talk about because it's like, would you really do that for somebody who you love? So um, we're going to jump right into the, the conversation. So what made you decide to give your boyfriend at the time your kidney? Well, uh, that was actually a very good analogy because <laughs> he reached in and snatched out my kidney. No, that's, that's, just, that's just a joke. Well, we'll go in into it later about like accountability and the responsibility that I have for myself and for my body and right. my own self-worth. But uh, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were together dating for 10 years mm. uh, throughout that time. We met when I was about 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was my first love, uh, uh, my first sexual experience, uh, a right. lot of firsts with him. Right. Um, <sighs> <laughs> I was... Uh, a young girl mm-hmm. just figuring out myself, figuring out what I want, what I don't want, what I like, what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was the most handsome man I've ever seen. Yeah, we think they all handsome, <laughs> I man. He was everything to me. <laughs> he was everything to me. Like, yeah. he had everything. I, he dressed the way I wanted mm-hmm. a guy to dress, he looked the way I wanted a guy to look. He was everything. And to be honest with you, at the, looking back at it, I realized that. I felt fortunate to have him, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I felt like I wasn't uh, to his level. So I guess that. Why you feel like he wasn't to his level? You know, I, in my childhood, I, I grew up where no one really told me I was beautiful. No one right. really told me, you know, you, my parents, uh, them showing love was more like I feed you, I clothe you. Right. You know, but your love language was like something affectionate, words, exactly, actually hugs and kisses and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm I'm a little older than you, so I grew (laughs) up in the era of like listening to Mary J. Blige and Wu Tang Clan and feeling like I had to be this down ass chick and you have to put up with all this stuff. That nineties love was different. Oh lord, (laughs) that nineties love, man. So you, you, I definitely grew up in an era where it felt like you had to. You had to ride out, you know. Yeah. You had to ride through the storm, and at the end, you'll get that prize of him finally wanting, you know, to be with you because it's like you've been, you've been through the whole everything with me. Right. Which is you know ridiculous. what's so crazy? Because I feel like, I feel like people feel like that's how you have to prove your love to people. Yes, but it's I like, do, why yeah. do we have to get to that point of me showing you how much I care for you by doing things that I necessarily like? I say I don't want to do, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I want to do it. Like I'm yeah. questioning it. Yeah. 
Like, it, it was definitely, and it was definitely, maybe it's a generational thing, but mm-hmm. definitely in the 90s, like, that's, the music was saying that, that's the images you saw, mm-hmm. you definitely felt right. like you had to stick it, stick it out. Right. You know, with someone, and it was more like the whole course of our relationship, I was trying to prove that I was worth that it. That you was a rider. Yeah. So, what came, what was like the, the events that led up to him needing a kidney? So, he was uh, diagnosed with, I think it was type 2 diabetes mm. when he was about 14. Mm-hmm. He had gotten really, really sick and spent, spent about almost a year in the hospital, mm-hmm. like back and forth and everything like that. So, by the time I met him, he pretty much had it under control. <laughs> However... <laughs> through uh over the years he started drinking more mm. and just you know being a young man like just uh not taking care of himself which made it worse exactly right so as he got older he just kept doing it doing it doing it. and then one day uh his friend showed up at my uh house and told me that he was in the hospital and when I went to visit him <laughs> the funny part is <laughs> when I went to visit him there was another girl there Child. Yes. I'm telling you, nigga can be on his deathbed. Now, now uh, let me just make this clear and be completely transparent. The the 10 years, it wasn't like he was faithful. Right. For the 10 years. So that should have been my clue. Right. You know? But I just always thought that, you know, if I stick this through and I forgive over and over again, that eventually, you know, mm-hmm. it'll work out. And I always had this. Silly, silly vision in my head that, you know, my first was going to be, like, you know, that everlasting love. Oh, my God. I thought the same thing about my first. I thought my first was going to be everything. Like, I thought we was going to move to New York, which Mm -hmm. I did on my own. I thought that we were going to have a family, which he Mm -hmm. already started on his own. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought we were just going to be, like, so perfect. It's so funny what you think things are going to be versus what the reality has became. Of course. And it's all just... For me, I didn't really grow up with an example of what right. love looks like. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with women being honest and saying, hey, enjoy your 20s. Right, you right, know, right. date, have a good time. Build that self-worth within yourself. Establish yourself as a woman before you uh, try to make those connections. Like I, I really just didn't grow up with that. Everything that I formulated was from TV. Right. Music. And that's what they was putting out there and portraying. Exactly. That you had to do this, you got to do that, to keep a man, all this other stuff. Exactly. So, if that's all you see and know, and nobody was really teaching you the things that you should have been taught about, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, then of course you're going to go left for saying going right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when I was growing up, like, the worst thing, you know, now I look at things and women are, especially younger women, are so, I feel more comfortable with their mm-hmm. sexuality, more comfortable to say no, I'm not right. accepting this type of behavior. I'm not accepting that. Right. And I just feel, and I keep talking about it back then like it was 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely this pressure. And I don't know if it was just in our communities or just all over where there right. was just this pressure to to be like, you know, this rough rider, down ass mm-hmm. chick. It was just, it was just, that's what it was. So, right. Yeah. So when he asked you, like, did you initially want to say no to donating? Yeah. You know, he didn't. He didn't even ask. We. You volunteered. Yeah, I wow. volunteered, and I. And it's again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Looking mm-hmm. back on it, it was just like I realized that yes, there was a part of me that wanted to do it 
because I felt that it was the right thing to do. I felt like I cared for him, and it was this beautiful, you know... It's a beautiful story. Yeah, it's a beautiful experience that we were going to share. Right. But then, looking back now, there was a small part of me that was trying to prove something Mm -hmm. uh, to him, to everyone, and you know... What was everyone else saying? You know... (laughs) (laughs) Because I know somebody was like... Oh, man. My, My mom said no... Yeah. Did not want me to do it. Um, we went. Uh, my mom and I went to have dinner with him and his dad. Wow. And my mom asked the hard questions that I was too afraid to ask. And at the time, I was upset with her for doing that. So she was just protecting you. Of course, yeah. yeah. She asked him flat out, what are your intentions with my daughter? Right. My daughter is doing this for you. Where is this going? Where is right. this relationship going? And he pretty much told her, well, like, look, we'll see where it goes. And when we left that dinner, my mother pulled me aside and said, he will never marry you. Wow. He will never commit to you. Please don't do this. And what did and you do? I, I, oh, how did, I mean, how did that make you feel? Because I can only imagine you being in your, what, you was in your late, almost 20, early 20s? Yeah, like mid twenties. Mid twenties. I can only mm-hmm. imagine you being in mid because I, I mean I was in my mid twenties. I used to be like, well, I know what's best for me. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And then you have like, somebody like your mother coming to you and telling you these things because yeah. of course she knows what's to come because she's yeah. been down that road. She knows like life more than you do. Mm-hmm. But you just be so like, I'm not listening. Like, yeah, I I, I'm for, even if my life is dependent on it. Like, mm-hmm. I have to prove my point or at least try to. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Right. I was like, shit, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know, I was more upset with her. That she asked the question mm-hmm. and put him on the spot to be honest about it than being upset about hearing the truth. But even when he was saying what he said, didn't it make you feel away? I, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't register. Right, right, right. It was just like, yeah, he, 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 he don't know. Like, right. He, 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 <laughs> he don't know what I know. Wait, what was the daddy gonna, saying? Even his dad was like, you're wrong. Like, you need to... She's doing all of this for you. Wow. Or his dad was like, you should not accept it if you know she's not the one. Like, you're not going to marry her. Because for her to do something like that for you shows, like, the ultimate love. Right. And you're not ready to reciprocate that, so you shouldn't accept it. Yeah. So, even his dad was like, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't do this. So, how long... After that date mm-hmm. with the four of y'all, when was the surgery? The surgery was maybe about two months after that. So leading up to the surgery, how was y'all relationship in between? Him, and I, it was actually really good. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time together, uh, and probably for the first time in our whole relationship, he was faithful. I think. Like, the closest wow. to faithful ever. But do you think he was but only because he wanted that kidney? Girl. <laughs> Yo. Girl. Yo, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes men are only as faithful as their options, right? Word. I think because he couldn't be as mobile as he wanted to Yo, because of the situation. Niggas, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, fast forward to the, the the day before the surgery. Uh-huh. What were your thoughts? Like, how were you feeling? Like, was you really like, y'all about to really go through this? Like, was yeah. there any signs, like... Girl. I mean, I know it was... <laughs> so many. You know what's funny? I'll tell you this. Because you never know. I feel like this story 
it's going because you know what it is when you go through shit mm-hmm. and you be like in a your back is, is against the wall yeah. and sometimes you be like damn I wonder if anybody else going through shit like why is this happening to me so it's <laughs> like why am I in this predicament like why me so it's I one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast because I want to encourage other listeners like yo you're not the only person that go through shit like yeah. people go through yeah. everyday shit like and it may not be as dramatic as donating but it can be as hurtful. Yeah, you know it could still be because pain is pain. Exactly, and right? It, it doesn't have to be like the physical act of donating, but you could be giving too much time. Yeah, to someone, you could be giving too much energy to someone. Mm-hmm. You can be giving too much money to something. It could be a financial Listen. burden, you know, because some of these men are financial burdens. Yeah. So, so, so sometimes it's like it's it's not, gonna take the, a hardship on you yeah. one way or the other. Exactly, and for me it was this. Right. But to be honest with you, there was other. Uh, other, there were other hurts in that relationship right. that I had ignored to get me to this point. Because I do believe that uh, if you, God keeps showing you signs mm-hmm. until you get it. And I had gotten so many signs and I ignored them. My own youthfulness, my own ignorance. Right. Some Some of them I chose to ignore. And I just kept ignoring it. Cause you're until, not, a, you're not like a dumb person, like. Yeah, that's the worst part, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like, that's I the have, worst part. It's like, like I have a relationship with our guest, and she's not dumb. So, but a lot of times you, nobody's really dumb in certain situations. Yeah. I feel like the good things happen to the dumb people. I mean, to think about it, there are some women that are in situations where they're being abused. Yeah. And they're smart women. They're capable women. And I always and be like... For some reason, they can't let go. And that was for me. Like, right. I just could not let go. And it took... Now, I'm actually thankful for it. Because that's what it took to get me out of that toxic relationship. It was a bad... It, it was not... It was not where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And it was not for me. Mm-hmm. And instead of... I was trying to make him... Into something that was for me, and he isn't, and he never was. So I'm okay with it now. So I wish I didn't have to lose my kidney to learn that. So but. before we before we talk about the lessons you learned, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's so many lessons you learned about yourself, yeah. about what you want in a man. Um. So the day of the surgery, mm-hmm. what happened? So the day of the surgery, mm-hmm. I go in, and before that, for months, they're testing you to see if you're compatible. Uh, right. Giving you like a full. <clears throat> A full, a full physical to make sure you're healthy enough for it. Wait, nobody in his family was a match? Girl. Okay, he had two siblings. <laughs> yeah, and neither one of them. Two siblings and neither one of them offer. Because they know he ain't donate. shit. Exactly. I, that should have been like, hello, Yo. heads up. Yeah. So if you would have <laughs> never gave him the kidney. I don't know if one of them would step, would have stepped up after. You know, if there was no one else. Right. I mean, I'm not sure. Okay, so the day of, we went through yeah. the test. Everything was still going good. The relationship was like peachy because the nigga mm-hmm. wanted the kidney. Yes. I'll never forget. So they separate us, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the hospital, they do a great job of giving you opportunities to back out of it. Mm-hmm. So all through the process, they keep saying, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> we could tell him anything. If you don't want to do this and you don't want to ruin, you know, the relationship... We'll just tell them you're not compatible. We'll just tell them, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll give you an out. You think they, um, like, you think that was God way of, like, girl, I'm giving you one more last chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I remember I was, uh, being prepped for the surgery. Were you I scared? Yeah, I was. I was really, really nervous. But I kind of wanted to just get it over with. Was anybody from your family with you? Uh, my mom. 
Mm. My mom was there. I know she was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. The whole time she was just like. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. That had to be the hardest thing. <laughs> she was just looking like. First of all, you about to go into. You about to have surgery and you scared, but your mom is to your left like, I don't know why you doing this. <laughs> why you doing this? Yeah. It's like she was hoping for the best, but she knew he was. She knew he was out of there. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> she yeah. was like, "Well, she got to learn something." <laughs> so, what a hard way to learn. So I never forget. I, they're prepping us for surgery and they separated us. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, this nurse, this uh, black nurse, was preparing me. For oh, me. child, you know how I know so, she had to hold it down get her last. While, <laughs> while she was preparing me. She was asking questions like, so who are you donating to? Like, I guess she thought it was like a family member. And I explained to her. And she goes, boyfriend? Hmm. <laughs> Girl, I wouldn't. And she said that? Yes, she did. Yo, black women are crazy. And I really felt like that was a sign from God. Like, girl. Yo, you know what's up? <laughs> That's why you got to appreciate a black woman, man. Because, yo, that. And she like, and he didn't put a ring on your finger, girl. Wouldn't be me. Like, she was just going off what? and you know what's funny in my own ignorance I remember thinking she's so mean she just don't know I'm Yo, you the really love couldn't. story of ages when this is done <laughs> what? I really think she was put there to give me that final out and then God was probably like girl when I was walking so they called me in and I'm walking to the no wait, 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 wait. yeah. I can't believe she said that to yeah. you she was very blunt. Just said it flat, like you're out of your mind. So and she could have lost her job. Yeah, she was just like, I guess it's nice. I mean, I guess it's. <laughs> Girl, she okay, so you like, walk in? Not for these niggas. <laughs> not for these niggas. Girl. Hey guys, the PSG podcast is sponsored by Ebony Beauty. Ebony Beauty is a beauty company that I founded, and our very first product is. Our beautiful mink lashes that you can wear up to 25 times. Yes, 25 times with the proper care. Um, for more information, visit ebonebeauty.com. Use code PHG10 to receive some coins off at checkout. And trust me, y'all, these lashes are really beautiful. Like, I have been receiving nothing but really good reviews on them. So make sure you go to the web- website, Ebony Beauty, use the code, and let's get back to this week's episode. So after she said, the nurse said to you, so what was your, like, when you walk in and you're about to prepare the, mm-hmm. to go into surgery, like, what was, your, like, the last couple of thoughts? So the last one was, like, do I really want to do this? What if I die? Yeah. Um, what if I end up, like, somehow the effects of it, like, it affects me in the long run? Yeah. What if they make a mistake? All kinds oh of things. Oh, my God. I would have been head. Uh, I remember walking down the hallway. There was a, a one of the hospital employees was walking me to there. Mm-hmm. And when we get to the room, he turns around and says, do you, what's your name? I tell him my name. He goes, do you know why you're here? And I say it. It's all to check if you're of sound mind. Oh, yeah. Because like, yeah. some people are be losing it. Exactly. Because they get lost in their thoughts. So he goes, this is your final chance. You can back out now. He will never know. The recipient will never know. Why, you know, we'll just right. tell them that something happened. But you had to prove that point, it's man. Exa- I was determined. I wish I was this determined about other things. But I was <laughs> determined to do this. Right. So I went in there. I laid down. 
And they started, uh, they started with the anesthesiologist, mm-hmm. and he said, count back from 10. And oh, I that's did, a wrap. And I don't even think I made it to 8. <laughs> it was just gone. So when you woke up, mm-hmm. first thing that you saw, first thing you I mean, before you even went to the surgery, did you see him, or he was already... He was already somewhere else being prepped. So we got to the hospital together, mm-hmm. and then he was already somewhere else being prepped. So after the surgery, you woke up, what happened? I woke up, and I remember just being out of it, and I remember thinking <laughs> I had my period, but I didn't. It was a catheter. I was just all over the place. Right. And <laughs> I, kept, I kept asking for my mother when she came close to me. I kept telling her... Be careful because these people are stealing. I was really, <laughs> really out of it. And, and um Wow. I remember when it was time for them to take me to my um the hotel room. Uh, hotel room, the hospital room. Mm-hmm. Uh I saw him because he was in the same they, do they call it triage when you come out of I uh, forgot the name we, of it. If you're a nurse or a doctor listening to this, <laughs> email us what the word is. <laughs> yeah. So when I was leaving, he, he was already there. So, so he already got the kidney by this point. Yeah. Ooh, so I shot and we made eye contact and I lift my hand up to like say hi to him and smile and he didn't he didn't respond. But he, he saw t- me. He didn't respond. Nah, and right bro. then it's, I realized it, I made a mistake. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Yo, niggas ain't shit, yo. Mm-hmm. But hoes and tricks? Hoes and motherfucking <laughs> tricks, yo. You didn't even tell me I gave you my motherfucking kidney, nigga. You couldn't wait. You couldn't wait. You couldn't even wait. That was too much for you. Yo. <laughs> yo. So what is wrong um, with niggas? I got upstairs. Yo, that's why bitches be on snap. Yep. Could you imagine? So I got upstairs mm-hmm. and my family came to visit me. That must have really like hurt. Yeah. Like it did hurt, but I kind of just put it to the side. Like I, I, I it was like, ding! Like so, a signal went off in my head. Oh my so god! We went upstairs. Uh, everything was fine. My dad came to visit me, mm-hmm. and my dad refused to talk to him. So he everybody refused. saw it, but you. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he him. had? You think he had like some type of. You know how people be saying, like, when you be so in love, they got, like, a hold on you or a spell on you? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think he had on you? Like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. He, it's not like he was a great person or did anything right. uh, to deserve that. I, I, I tend to look at it like it was what I put on him as far as my expectations. Right, right. My right. wants, I am. It's like I almost imagined how I wanted him to be. Or how I wanted him to treat me. Mm-hmm. And was like hoping and wishing he would live up to that. Mm. And I know that sounds so desperate. But like no, that's Because I think just, that's when it was yeah. your first love. And I also think that like... I mean, because I didn't come from a... I mean, besides my grandmother. I didn't come from a um, a father and a mother in the household. Yeah. So it's just like when you yearning for something. And you go outside to look for it. And then you find somebody to give you attention. You think that... That's what love is, because yeah. they paying you some mind. Yeah. When it's complete, the complete opposite. Yeah. It's kind of similar to what you went through at home. Yeah. But just at a different capacity. Yeah, because he was definitely like a high frequency fuckboy. Like yeah. really, really, <laughs> like he just yeah, he man. gave me just enough to keep me going, right. but just enough to try harder. Like man, he was uh, woo. He was. Yeah. He really. Played mind games and I was, you know, player number one. 
So the, after the surgery, mm-hmm. y'all both get well. Yeah. What happened? So uh, I started to notice, it was maybe like a month after the surgery. I, we would spend maybe at least three, four days a week together, you know? Mm-hmm. I started to notice he wasn't coming over as often. Mm. I started to notice he wasn't as easy to reach on his phone. Wow. Uh, he. That must have. I can't yeah. even imagine, like, I would have been going fucking crazy. Nigga, you, you for real right now? You dead ass? He started going back to work, and I knew, like, okay, he wouldn't have as much time with me, but it was like. Like, that was the ultimate to way to prove my love and loyalty to you. It, it almost went to, like, a week or two would go by, and I'm like, nothing. Nothing. So, uh, we had some more of that. And I just started to, you know, you start to think, did he really play me? It started oh to fuck with you. Like, yes, it started to oh, really get man. me. And I'm like, I, I, I can't believe I did. Oh, my, what is going on? <laughs> so, there was one night. Yo, love really do be blind, yes, man. One night I called him. And we're talking on the phone. And he was being so distant with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think it was divine intervention. I don't know what it was. Something just popped in my head, and it just, and I just spit it out. And I said, "Is someone pregnant?" Ooh. Don't know where that came from. There was no evidence of it. Nothing. I said, "Is someone pregnant?" And he goes, "Yes." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I. Th- it's like I spoke my worst fear. Like I don't, I don't know how. Again, I don't know where it came from. Oh, I could only man. call it divine intervention at this what time, and I just, nigga. I just felt it. I just felt it. And he said, he "You was got quiet. time to get somebody pregnant, my nigga? We just had kidney surgery." <laughs> and he how? said, "He said yes." And oh my! I just said, "What?" Like. To this day, I really don't know how that conversation ended. You blacked out. I just went into... Oh, my God. Uh, well, then you have a nice life. Like, <laughs> it was just like... I don't know what happened. I just I just completely drew a blank. I do remember leaving my apartment. It must have been like 10 o'clock at night. I walked... Oh, my God. All that's the way that's to pain. Because I feel away now. Mm-hmm. Like... I walked to the Brooklyn Bridge. I walked across it. I walked back across it. I mean, I, I went through such a depression for months. I can imagine. Like, you mm-hmm. go, you give somebody an organ of yours, like, and that's how they, like, that's just, I don't know if that people can treat people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's one thing you cheat on somebody or, like, yeah. call them out their name. But, like, nigga, I, get, you, I, I was playing, I, I gave you something on my health, like, and then you got the nerve to get a bitch pregnant? And for me, I, I was shocked by what he did, even though I shouldn't have been. I was more upset with myself. Mm. And I was so embarrassed. Mm. And that embarrassment is worse than anything you can yeah. imagine. And all the people that There's told me. The disappointment. The disappointment. Yeah, within yourself. and then, All the yeah. people told me don't do it. I just felt like everything was coming to a head and it was way too much for me to bear. Mm. And every night from work, I was just walking home because I just needed, I just needed, it was like therapy for me. Like to just walk and think and think yeah. and think. Then I started thinking, 
what if he was dating her the whole time? Oh, my and God. he really just, you know, was around me just to get this done. What if this was their plan? My mind was just all over the place. You and think that, that was the case, though? It could have been. It could have been. Now, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Yeah. But at the time, it was definitely weighing on my head. Uh, and you know what it is? Your thoughts be getting the best of you, man. I, 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 to be completely, completely transparent, like, I definitely, at that time, mm-hmm. during my walks, I would definitely think about, like, yeah, how, how not, could you? Yeah, I would think about, like, <laughs> I already know you were gonna go. Like, yeah, I would def- I would have been pitched, like, I would jump out the fucking rope, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. The only thing that stopped me is that I didn't want to hurt my family. Right. You know, it's, and I, but even in then, I knew that there's another side to this. I knew that I would get past this and there'll be another life for me. Like, I knew it. Right. I just knew I had to get through this hard part first. Yeah. And once I got through this, I'll be able to get to the other side. I, I knew that. So but, what made you like, because I'm pretty sure, like, mm-hmm. we talked about you going through depression. I mean, I, I would only imagine, like... Suicide would probably, and it's not even trying to be funny or put, mm-hmm. as a joke, but suicide definitely probably would be on my top list because it's like when you go through some shit that's just so hard, you just be mm-hmm. like, I, I can't fucking do this. Like, yeah. it's too much. Like, especially when you're not, you can't really talk to anybody about mm-hmm. it because for one, you don't want anybody telling you I told you so. Yeah. And then for two, I don't want to talk to anybody if you've never been through it because mm-hmm. how can you really tell me how, you, how mm-hmm. I feel? So, like, what is something that, how did you, like, get over this, this period? You know, I... I definitely I spent many years. Well, that year I was pretty much alone. Like I just, I just closed everyone off, everything off, and just. It's a time. Yeah. Then uh, that same year, I was laid off from my job, and it it it's like I got to zero, Mm. and I knew that I was a fighter, and I knew I wasn't gonna let this beat me, Mm -hmm. because I just didn't want. I know this sounds very prideful, but I didn't want to like let this destroy me to the point where it's just like, yo, did you see what he did to her? Like, yo, right. she's crazy. She's walking, you know, like, right. like I see her walking down no, the block. No, you know what's so funny? Because yeah. some people do be getting to a point of no return because of a broken heart. Like, absolutely, people be losing like, it. We never, nobody knows what their trigger point could be. Yeah. Their trigger point could be losing a parent. Their trigger point yeah. could be, you know, getting in a car accident. Everybody has their trigger points. Right. And I really didn't want this to be it. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything. I That's felt, so like, true. I fought it. I fought that depression hard. And what I did was, I was so embarrassed by the friends that told me don't do it, the people mm-hmm. told me don't do it, that I just went to my closest friends and just admitted that I fucked up, admitted that I didn't hold myself in a higher regard, and I didn't, I didn't even want to put any responsibility on him anymore. I wanted to do what was necessary to, to get to a better space within me. So I took responsibility for the part I played in that. Right. I made myself too accessible and I put myself in a situation where I wasn't, I didn't hold my body, my mind, wow. my spirit in enough yeah. regard. And I put him before me. And most importantly, I feel that in that aspect, sometimes I put him before God. And oh, that's man. where you will fuck up. Yo, every you know time. what's so funny? I was talking to somebody about something. And some, I was like, yo, I was in a situation, and it's completely different than our guest story, but I, I was saying, like, yo, 
I was really going through like a really tough period this year. And I was like, yo, God got a way of waking your ass up yep. to get your attention. And he knows just exactly mm-hmm. how to get your attention. And he mm-hmm. got my attention with money. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I literally had to, like, start back over. And I was so fucking angry. But then again, I was like, I should have never put things before him. Yeah. And that's how he gets your attention through yeah. with certain things. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's so crazy. Because if he want to get your attention, he knows how to mm-hmm. get your attention. Like, ugh. And I and I mean that like in the sense that I didn't deliberately say like God I'm putting this man before you right. not that but if God blesses us with these bodies these souls these minds and you put any person that has not made a commitment to you of that level right. above you what God, the what God has gifted you with yeah. then that's disrespectful to God that's yeah. dis- if you disrespect you you're disrespecting God so that's that's the mindset that I was in. And I know I needed to take the time to build myself back up. Yeah. So I started hanging out with my friends more. I started leaning on them more. I started building more relationships with other women and friends. And, you know, I got to the That's point where... That's something that's important, too. Oh, girl. That, let me tell you. Let me <laughs> no, tell you. You got to have some good, sound people just around Just hearing you. their shit will yeah. get you through your shit. Just hearing them, like, you ain't going to believe what this nigga did to me. What? Like, yeah. It, <laughs> Like, this, yeah. sometimes it would just, it just helped me to sit back and not have to deal with my stuff and right. listen to their stuff. Right. It helped me so much. Like, we would go out. We would have dinner. Mm-hmm. We would have great talks. We would go on girl vacations. And I started to realize that there's more to life than just a sexual relationship mm. or a romantic relationship. There's other love relationships you can yeah. build. Girlfriend love. Family love. Your self-love. Self-love. And I yeah. took the time to focus on those things mm-hmm. and build myself up. And that's how that's how I got paid. It took years. Yeah. <laughs> it takes time. It took a long time. But it's definitely what was needed. Wow. <laughs> so what would you say was the biggest lesson you took from this? The biggest lesson I've learned is that you have to value you. Mm-hmm. And you have to value what you stand for, what you believe, and what you expect from a relationship and what you want from a relationship. And you have to be the champion for you. Yeah. Because um, ain't nobody going to hold you down like how you no, hold yourself down. That's true. And you can't prove anything to these niggas. Right. You can't. And you, if, yo, if he can't fact. accept you flat out who you are, and what you're putting on the table, then he's not worth it. Right. And this is why every girl that's in my life, be it my niece, cousins, whoever, mm-hmm. I greet them with, you're beautiful. Right. I greet them with, you know, you don't ever have to ask for something. You come to me. Right. You know, I tell them you know, all so the time. You know what's so funny? I'm the same way. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like with women, like, I do for another woman. Like, I want you to come to me before you go to, go to a man. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's like, you can't trust men. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad it has to be like that, but you really cannot mm-hmm. trust a man. Like, And I even told my homegirl, because she was telling me how she's going through some shit with her nigga, and I was just like, girl, like, I ain't got a lot, but if I can help, come to me, girl. I'm like, because a man ain't going to understand you like how a woman understands. Because I, I get what mm-hmm. you're going through. I understand why you feel like you have to do this. Like, yeah. it's just, that's crazy. But it's so true. And even now, like, you know, I'm, I'm married. I met a great guy. We've mm-hmm. been married for quite a few years. Um, there's still something to sisterhood. 
And yes. it's still something to have in those conversations. Like, mm-hmm. you know, before we started, we were so giddy and laughing. I know. You can't experience <laughs> it took that. It us forever to do this podcast, y'all. <laughs> you can't experience that with a man. And I, I, would, I would view him as like one of my, he's like a best friend to me. Yeah. But there's definitely times when he looks at me and says, you need, you need some girl time. Yeah. You know, like, and he needs some boy time. You know, yeah, 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 boy yeah. time sounds weird. He needs some <laughs> man time. <laughs> man time too. So if somebody was in a similar situation, like you, her boyfriend wanted to mm-hmm. ask her to donate an uh, organ or whatever the type it could be, mm-hmm. what would be your advice to her? My advice would definitely be examine what type of relationship you have. Because mm-hmm. not all relationships... Uh, not all relationships deserve that level of commitment and bond. Yeah. You know, you're in a good marriage. Everything's going well. Um, you want to be there and support him? Absolutely. Right. But you know something that I find very interesting? Uh, my husband someone who I'm in a relationship with that would, and, and a man that would deserve something like that. He want to ask you. We had, yeah, we had a conversation and I said, you know, if you ever got, he said, he, he was, he said he loves me too much to even take it over. Wow. So that's what I mean. Like. And that's why he got you a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I, I really don't want to speak badly about donating because it definitely is a beautiful thing to do, but it's also one of those things that it belongs within a certain, the confines of certain kinds of relationships and you have to go into it with no expectations. Yeah. You know, if you're going into it thinking that this is going to motivate someone change. to be with you or change someone, that's right. the wrong motivation to go in there with it, you right. know, with and, and just don't do it. If you're going in there with it because your relationship is already strong, whether it's a marriage or a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is, if you feel it's already strong, then I would say yes. But you have to examine yourself and what you, what your expectation is. From this, because everyone has expectations. Right. No one can say I go into it blindly. Right. Just you know, like if you're real with yourself, because you're doing it for a reason. Like yeah, you're doing if you're it real, hopes of something. Exactly. If you're real with yourself, there's something else behind it. Right. Even if it's a family member, you're doing it because you love them. I don't know how that's I feel about donation, donating. It. <laughs> you know what it is? Because that's just so like I, I don't know, man. You know, because yeah. it's just like you you giving somebody something. I mean, you don't need two kidneys. But yeah. it's like you give somebody something and it's just like you just never know how it can affect you down the line. You don't know what your situation can be with the person you gave it to. You don't yeah. know if they're going to go. I mean, if I was to donate, let's say, a lung to somebody and next thing you know, I see you smoking, I must be, I must smack the shit out of you. That like, is something to consider because yeah, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Just like, just someone would, would do something like that. But that's that's another reason why to like examine who this person is, whether yeah. it's a work for you. Are you okay with knowing that there's a possibility you could give it to them and they could completely... that's a slap in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if I wasn't to make it, I'll come back to hunt your ass every chance I get. <laughs> like, seriously. It's, de- it's definitely something to think about. Um, you know, a parent-to-child situation is a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, even if they mess up afterwards, it's still yeah. your baby, you're still going to do it. Yeah. But outside of but that... spouse-to-spouse. Spouse. <laughs> <laughs> outside of that... You know, if even if it's your sibling, you, you have yeah. to sit back and examine. If you have a rough relationship with your sibling, do you really want to do this? You know, and and people think that's so selfish, but it's just like you gotta look out no, for yourself. I man. would definitely say that if someone chooses not to, they should not feel guilty about it. Right. 
it definitely affects like since I've donated it's definitely I definitely have to watch my weight mm-hmm. um I never had high blood pressure until after so is these are all things you have to take into, into yeah you know that's a good point what are some considerations you have to take into after you donate yeah it does uh there is a spike in your blood pressure but that's also because like I wasn't like monitoring it before right so uh there's a certain uh hormone I believe it's called a hormone that is uh, released from your kidneys that helps regulate your blood pressure. Wow. So just having one, it definitely, you know, affects that. I've never, I was never a drinker. But if you are a person that likes to drink, you should really reconsider. Yeah. (laughs) Because your whole life pretty much changes after you donate. Yeah, especially if you had certain habits before. Like if you're a smoker, you're definitely out of the pool. They won't even, they won't even consider you. But, um, yeah, I, I... that the blood pressure thing is definitely something that I have to be mindful of. Right. Yeah. Well, I think this was an amazing episode. <laughs> I know I learned a lot. Um, if you have any questions for our, our, my guests, um, please make sure you put in the subject line, donate. Uh, I'll make sure that she gets the questions and we will definitely answer it. Mm-hmm. And until next time, y'all. Later. <laughs> In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.